again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And today we're going to go back in time to a, a personal experience for me and a concert uh, that we'll discuss uh, going back to one of our classic gigs, which it, yeah. that this particular gig may not have been a classic in the way that Concert for Bangladesh was or Shea Stadium, but for I've Got a Beatles podcast, it'll be a classic gig. Yeah. Uh, so Since well, we're so important, yes, right. It's it's such a touchstone thing for yes, exactly. For one, Mr. Dave, uh, it's a classic gig that you went to. It is, and I'll help to have to keep you in suspense a little bit longer here, uh, yeah. because before we get started, the elephant in the room mm-hmm. that we've all been hearing dribs and drabs about, yeah, and we don't have much to say. Like, I think maybe I'm just most interested in your well, interest in the proposed Revolver box set that's supposed to be coming out. Yes, according to Variety.com, this is as of, as of our taping. Now, the the full track list and, and official announcement from the Beatles could come out at any moment. But it's definitely happening because Variety is reporting that Revolver is confirmed as the next Beatles album to get the deluxe treatment. It's uh, going to get a deluxe box set with a Giles Martin remix and studio outtakes. And Giles Martin retweeted that (laughs) and said, I really hope you all like it. So um, Mm. I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty much a confirmation. Yes. But there are places, rumors that are rumored track list and things have come out. But yes, I am excited. Why not? Why wouldn't I be? I've I've liked all of the other ones. I would love to have this. You know, I think that the key thing in a remix of Revolver would be this de-channeling this stereo thing where they had certain tracks had just everything on one side and the other stuff on the other to like be able to split those off. and, and, And I think that was the when Giles Martin was talking about the potentially doing this before he was saying, I think there's a way to do things like that, that would, you know, make something like tax man, particularly, uh, you know, uh, more interesting because you'd be able to have play with the stereo field rather than just have it all stuck. This is all in one ear and that's all in another ear. So are you excited? I am. Yeah. Revolver has been for a long time, my favorite Beatles album. Although I have to say, and we've talked about this too, your perspective changes with, especially with some of the new releases and the remixes and the box sets. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure I can still say that, but I, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. And I think like you, I'm very interested in the remix because of the limitations. It wasn't like Abbey road or, white album where you had a lot more you could do with it this was yeah. you know the the recording technology was not as advanced even in 1966 as it was just a year later two years later so yeah. we'll see yeah and if it works for this and it, if it sounds really great uh then i'll be very eager to get uh all of the albums before that too because yeah. uh and, and particularly the early albums which Oh, I've man. often said I almost unlistenable in stereo to me. Yeah, you have to have the monos. Like, I got to get the mono because the stereo is just like 
really annoying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, it looks to me so from, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the rumors? Yeah, sure. Well, it looks like it's going to be a five disc set where the fourth or the fifth disc is supposed to be a bonus EP, which would have the paperback writer and rain single in stereo and mono. So that would kind of like the, the last, the let it be uh, box set had the EP on it as well, but the rest of it, you know, you've got disc one is supposed to be the stereo mix, a remix, and then disc two and three are sessions. So lots of outtakes. Mm -hmm. And then disc four is the mono transfer of the original tape. So mm. that you would be, well, both, we both love the monos. So that might be, uh, it'll be fun to do a comparison of the stereo and the mono remixes. One, one thing I'm not liking that I'm looking at here, if this rumored yeah. track list that I'm seeing is true, is I don't like it when they have like, three or four takes of say i'm only sleeping back to back yeah i'd rather yeah. it be like these previous ones the last few have not been like that sergeant pepper release was like that where it was like sergeant sergeant pepper's only arts go band three times mm -hmm. i don't like that as much as a listening experience i like the i particularly enjoy the experience of the let it be records i have where i can put it on and it feels like i'm listening to a different version of let it be the album with you know not the same track playing three or four times yeah so if that is the way it is it's a little annoying to me but i would still like to have it oh yeah listen to all of it and uh you know and obviously we'll fully we'll both get it of on. course i mean and, yeah and so we'll <laughs> fully we'll fully uh do a full review well, in terms of the date, it says an official announcement of the project is not expected to come until sometime in September. All right. So, Chris, we still have a few days here, okay, at which okay. point details about the deluxe packages, contents and a release date will be forthcoming. So, all right. Okay. So we should find out fairly soon. Uh, yeah. But yes. And I'll also be keeping an eye on do they do that same thing where that they did with let it be where there's a full set on vinyl oh yeah because yeah. i will i would prefer that personally to get the full set on vinyl because then i could do that on vinyl and i have the streaming service i could listen to if i want to listen to it that way i can do it streaming wise and if i want to because the books are bigger and it's you know it's all the you know pretty artwork and all that yeah. is bigger and and uh, I do like the sound of the vinyl and all that. So oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It gives me the most uh, bang for my buck, I feel like. So, well, stay tuned. We are very <laughs> excited and we'll, of course, let yeah. you know. And uh, thanks. For a bunch of you uh, chimed in when we posted the Variety article about the uh, Revolver set. So uh, lots of takes yeah. coming. So we're excited for that. Yeah. But we're also excited to talk about our classic gig today because, uh, as, as we mentioned in the top of the podcast, this was actually the first time I saw Paul McCartney. And it was the uh, December 4th, 1989. Mm -hmm. And I went with my mother, who had seen the Beatles in Chicago. Wow. In that's 1964. Cool. Yeah, that's she cool. Was, she was there. 
And then uh, she joined me at the Rosemont Horizon, which is no longer called that. Or does it even exist anymore? I don't even know. It's called something different. Allstate Arena. Okay. Village of Rosemont. Okay. Okay. So. Yes. So this was December 4th, 1989. And I remember it well. I remember going to Marshall Fields, which was a department store, very famous department store in Chicago. And there was also one near me. And you, I went to the Ticketmaster outlet. This was pre-internet. So yep. I actually had to go wait in line <laughs> at the Ticketmaster outlet, which was in the department store. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get two tickets. And uh, then... Yeah, my mother and I went. It was on a Monday night. And I remember I had geometry homework that I didn't do <laughs> and, and skipped that whole the whole next day was a probably oh, disaster. It's, it's wrecked your career, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that geometry homework. If I'd only done it, I could have been yeah. something. Uh yeah. It was, <laughs> but it was a school night. Yeah, it was on a Monday. So I definitely remember that. Uh, but it was so exciting uh, mm-hmm. to see. Paul McCartney. I mean, this was his, there's we have so much to talk about just the this whole tour and him and you know, it was the first time in 13 years since he had toured with like with a real, you know, Wings Over America big big tour. And this was 8990 and he went all over the world for this one. So Yeah, and and the contents of which much of the show would find its way onto Tripping the Live Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Which we've never even talked about on this show and I, no. I quite frankly have not listened to all that much last year sometime i got i got a, a tickle in my ear to, <laughs> to listen to it and so i had been listening to it a little bit and then we we were like oh let's figure out a classic gig and then we talked about oh let's do that one so uh what you and i both did was not go off of tripping the live fantastic at all but uh, instead, fell, something fell off a truck and we <laughs> got a, a audio copy of the actual show that you went to so that yes. we, could, we could, because there are certain tracks that are on Tripping Live Fantastic that were played on that tour that did not make the cut that night. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And that's going to be part of the fun, I think. And you and I talking about this is the set list and comparing it to now. And even the times, you know, you and I have seen, we saw Paul twice together in Chicago and then in Kansas City. And just even in those times, uh, comparing the ratio of new songs to uh, Beatles, to Wings, to Solo, all of that, I think is fascinating on this particular set. And uh, this was one of three shows, I believe, uh, in Chicago at the time. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was a big deal. I mean, Paul had his, he was on TV all the time. Uh, it was, it was big news and he had his kind of mullet hair, uh, that long, yeah. like a uh, pretty fluffy kind of like hair. Yeah. You know? And, uh, did now was it, what was he wearing? Was he wearing that thing that sort of a collared yes. kind of, yes. That jacket kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of like a modernized non-colorful Sergeant Pepper kind of. Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was wearing that. He was. Yeah. And he was he was playing this weird five-string bass too, which mm. you can watch in a lot of the videos from this tour. He it was a wall, W A L. But he brought out that that was for a lot of it. And then he played the Hofner and 
and played the, his other guitars that we still see today. And obviously uh, the piano. There's and quite, the pian- quite yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. of piano on, on this one. So Yeah. And I, so I, I think there's a couple of questions. Not In addition to the set list, I want to ask you your thoughts about the band and mm-hmm. and kind of what they were like and what the group the makeup and everything was like. I happen to, I still have it here. This is my souvenir that I'm going to show you. I have yeah. the 1989 tour book here, yeah. the tour program. Uh, and it is really fun to read through and see uh there's a fun q a at the beginning with paul and with all the band members so you get to hear paul's favorite food uh he talks about his first kiss he talks about yeah he talks about uh, nicknames (laughs) his uh what it's like being on tour the last book he read kind of a a intimate guide to paul and then there's a whole career survey and I love the ads. There's a lot of ads for cassettes, like TDK cassettes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta get, yeah, that's high quality. Yep. And then a new car stereo CD system by Pioneer. Mm. And some, yeah, some fun, <laughs> uh, fun things in here. But, but I wanted to also point out that this tour was sponsored by Friends of the Earth. And so there's a lot yes. of environmental articles and stuff in here about that. Dave, can I tell you, I've seen that before. Uh-huh. Uh because I bought one at a flea market. Oh, <laughs> for nice. like three bucks, a little torn up. Uh-huh. But it's uh I was like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pass this up. No, no. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> so you've seen some of the fun stuff in here that you can get. Yeah. Uh, but just if you think about it though, it was 1989. He was coming off of a pretty successful album which makes its appearance i think you and i would probably agree quite a bit in the set list yeah much more than any other recent album uh, oh f- for sure and a, a model that I, I i've always argued that he should have continued with yes um yes. and and i think part of the thing is people really like flowers in the dirt and i think m- maybe on the strength of he played it a lot on tour they went to see him on tour they heard the songs on tour they liked the songs yeah it gives them good memories <laughs> yeah and, and and you know when we did the a review of the um re, remastering uh it was kind of like mm, maybe that album's not as good as i remembered <laughs> you know mm-hmm. because there's a there's a positive feeling that goes along with it because a lot of people that probably was the first tour that they or at least people our age. Yeah, for second it generation, a, it definitely was our first. Yeah, it was the first tour. tour we could have seen. Yes, yes. Because the previous American tour would have been 76, right? Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And not a long gap in yeah. between. 13 years, yeah. 13 years, so. The, the band, so we'll get to the set list in a second, but the band, I find it interesting because now, apart from Wix, who has always been always been there and is chris's favorite of all time of course uh the the band now all of them are american whereas in the in this tour all of the band was british with the exception of linda and so it it's they all came from different places and you had robbie mcintosh who was in the pretenders you had hamish we love hamish right we've had a full episode on Hamish with a beetle friend to do yep (laughs) Beetle friends, yeah. Beetle friends. But, yeah, we talked about him quite a bit. Yeah, he was in the average white band. 
And then uh, Wix had a good session career. And then Chris Witten was the drummer for the first leg here that I would have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then Linda and Paul. So I have, a, I maybe it's nostalgia, but I have a real soft spot for this group. And I think part of it was because of one of our favorite McCartney performances was Unplugged. And you got to see them on that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Hamish uh, yeah. as, we, as we talked in his, his, uh, big pie face and yeah you know um <laughs> and hair. really he does have quite a good singing voice yeah really featured in the unplugged but featured a little bit here on a couple tracks plays the part of stevie wonder on one track which is kind of odd but yeah uh, um now comparing yeah so it's going to be interesting to compare the groups because i think they're all good musicians however we do definitely get that 80s <laughs> particularly the keyboard sound yeah wicks that is not great in yeah. spots so the fake and horns and the, the fake horns and the doo -wee -woo, yeah. <laughs> but just in the recording and this could be a, a yeah. case of the recording where we're listening to and not you know it's not balanced and that yeah. kind of thing but just like that was in that particular track just blowing everything out of the sky piercing way too piercing and just like not great <laughs> yeah yeah so, but yeah uh, the sounds uh, I, when i was rereading the tour book linda made a comment she said oh this is the best band we've ever had uh, because in the 70s that we were all like all drinking and on pot and you yeah. know weren't very professional all the time whereas this group was very professional and i think they look that way they sound that way yeah and raises the level of musicianship a lot now can i ask you a few questions before we get to track list and talking yeah. about uh how we feel about that they played this or that just i mean this is 1989 compared to the last time you saw paul which is a couple of years ago now i'm sure well we saw him together um, it was last time with first kansas oh city in kansas city that's 2014 right. yeah our kansas city episode yeah. um and i'm sure it's even developed even more now the visuals were there big screens was there a lot of pyrotechnics was there a lot of lights what 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 was the 89 tour like well from what i remember and this was a long time ago and i was in high school freshman yeah. i think uh, but it was they didn't have screens like they do now. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember my mother saying that Paul looked like an ant sort of up there because he was pretty we, were, we didn't have the greatest seats because they were expensive. And I was, you know, high school kid. Uh, but it was yeah. an, it was you could see him. I, I do remember the lights. And and then when I was re-listening to this, the you, you I was waiting for it and live and let die. And there it was. Yeah. The explosions were there again. So all going all the way back to the 70s, he was doing that. But it was very exciting to see it for the first time. Yeah. Well, now, of course, you've got all the extra visuals. And, you know, even now, yeah. the, oh, there's big John Lennon and everything. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. so it's just added and enhanced that part of the show, I'm sure, uh, from the 89, which, you know. But however... The template seems to be there in the 89 tour listening to it. It's like, oh, he's getting the he's he's got the pieces together that have kind of remained. Yes. 
uh, of like knowing like when to do the you know we're gonna end on hey jude and then we're gonna take a break and when we're gonna yep get yep. into the you know uh end of the uh abbey road uh segment in the encore uh so yeah so it's the template is definitely there and being played with and maybe there's also some weird weirder stuff in this set that uh, <laughs> For uh sure. will disappear from you know from yeah. view <laughs> so yeah and think about also a couple things that are not in this show that are have been for many many years where there's no george harrison tribute because george harrison was still very much alive in 1989 and there's no john tribute even though he's mentioned but there's Mm -hmm. not a a special tribute to him here yeah Um, there's no here today there's no no, give peace a chance or yeah yeah none of that stuff it was really no Jimmy story. No, I was gonna. Jimmy I was Hendrix. just about to say. <laughs> There's no Jimmy. I went down to the clubs and saw Jimmy. Yeah. No, there is one lame bit he continues <laughs> to do, but we'll get to that when it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I think it did set up a template that he would use for uh, uh, even to the present day. Yeah, and and it's it's I think. To me, I found a lot of surprises in this set in terms of the way they were put together, the songs were put together. I yeah. don't think it was now it's very predictable. And I think it's there's a there's a formula for sure. Yeah. But here, I don't think so. He gives away some of his most famous songs in the first few tunes. And instead of, you know, you wait for got a whole band on the run till much later. No, it's it's the fifth song here. It's it's yeah. over. And yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Like there's some famous tunes that are already played. Yeah. Well, let's talk through this. Yeah, let's get into here. it. It's kind of a g- gentle opener here. Yeah. <laughs> like not what you'd expect as a like, oh, hot, you know, because now I think he usually opens with, you know, what's he open with these days? So. Well, if he's had uh, Hard Day's Night or uh, Drive My Car or Hello Goodbye or. Yeah. Something, something really real, real ripping and real yeah. like yeah oh we can't believe it's happening yeah this is not that <laughs> no and when when was the last time he started off with uh, well i guess he did in the 76 tours but a new song and starting out with figure of eight yeah which is i like figure of eight i've always liked it and it's played well here and yeah uh, sounds pretty good so uh decent opener it's just not it doesn't feel like the openers that you would get uh, typically no and he has it starts out with the i guess it's to build suspense maybe because you've got that drone the yeah and then the lights come it's like oh my god see and i this is one of the things i think the opener to paul shows should be a new song yeah, because you can just play a new song. People are just excited to see you at that point. They're like, "Oh my, oh, oh wow!" You know, if mm-hmm. he came out and he was playing like sliding or something, to or find my way or yeah, something. Oh, exactly. It would yeah, be like people would be like, "Oh yeah, find my way." They'd, yeah, they'd, you'd be singing yeah. on the left from right. Yeah, yeah. Instead, but, it's yeah, it yeah. doesn't do that anymore. But yeah, but that's all right. I mean, yeah. So then that goes into Jet. What do you think of this Jet? <laughs> I, I love jet as a yeah, song. Yeah, I know you do. I know. Uh, but I'm a little, a little horse on this yeah. particular <laughs> night. 
I think he must have given it all the night before. This was yeah. this was day two of the three series, th- three show series. So he, it, I, I found it takes him a little while to get into it. The voice is a little rough. Now, here's a question before we even get, you know, go further. But you know, we talk a lot about his voice currently. Mm-hmm. Can you? What, what's your take on the condition of his voice back in this time? singing some of the songs well that was what i was surprised about is i i feel like oh maybe things haven't changed that much since the 80s that he's because he he can't he's very hoarse in particular screamier parts of of tunes yes you know where he's like we're never gonna be found like that (laughs) kind of thing it's like it's like uh more energy than it is uh sound vocals yeah (laughs) however there are other tracks which we'll get to where i think he wouldn't sing now because they're in a a little bit of higher register and he's doing them pretty you know efficiently yeah uh so i do think his voice was was his voice better at that point than it is now i think yes however some of the things that you and i complain about about his singing oh he can't hit you know hit high notes and things like that i think maybe it's like more like that what i was talking about he mm. overdoes it with the the rougher like yeah parts yeah you know and maybe he should pull back on some of the like screamy screaming paul stuff <laughs> and go with more you know here today's and things mm-hmm. like that yeah so, yeah save that a little bit yeah so, so yeah definitely jet was one of those things and also jet was one of the keyboard thing like keyboard lick is just yeah it was very bad no. it was that roland d50 sound or whatever the, the <laughs> just not just not not quite as uh yeah it's just the 90 and then the late 90s production it's not nothing to blame the no anybody on now next up is a song we really a total weird choice a rough ride (laughs) some good histrionics in the beginning there's a lot of i do remember those there were a lot of well well, chris is great uh imitations of the let's hear some yep yeps and woohoos and yep yeps (laughs) there were a lot of those and a lot of back and forth with the audience and uh, yeah he does a lot of ows on rough ride here yeah well i I, it's nice to have a live version of Rough Ride. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge Rough Ride guy, but this is just my argument. Yeah. Oh, oh do we do we have a Rough Ride uh, live version? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We've, got, we've got it. We've got it officially on an album. You know, great. Yeah. We're never gonna get that with 95 yeah. percent of McCartney three. No, no, no. Apparently, so no. unfortunately. You know, because I I saw that this when listening to this, these have a lot more interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, so um, up it's to a this decent version, I yeah, think. it's decent. Now, notice what hasn't been played at all yet. What group have you not heard in the first three songs? Well, we got a Wings and we got two solo Pauls, so we haven't had any Beatles yet. No, so. This is where he does his gag. Yeah. 
what do you think of that gag? You like that? You're, Why don't you describe it for everybody? Make you laugh really funny. Uh, describe the gag for everybody. He either says he or somebody else last night wrote a song. Oh, <laughs> just in the bath, came up with a song. And then they play something that everybody knows. Yeah. It's his yeah. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, I think it was probably funnier when you're there than hearing it years yeah. later. But this, this is, a, it's, I think it's a pretty good version, except for the bad synths. Yeah, the, I mean, the the, it almost, the bad synths almost doesn't bother you because it's like, oh, it's still, it's like, oh, it's a Beatles yeah, song. Fine. Yeah. So it's got to get you into my life. Yes. Yeah. So that's another yeah. part where he's screaming, got to get you into my life. Yeah. It's like, it's not quite hitting it, Ugh. you know? Real hoarse. Yeah. Then we get Band on the Run, which I mentioned was comes quite early in the set. It's only song number five. Yeah. Uh, so you get another Wings big hit. Well, I think that the this is where the it feels to me like the audience is finally waking up. Yeah. Particularly when the, it comes in with the rain exploded, that part. Oh, yeah. The, uh, it feels like the audience gets crazy. So like it's like oh yeah yeah and they're all singing along during that uh uh portion so that was uh that was just uh uh and yeah it is kind of early for it but you got to mix in some of the bigger touchstones uh uh so yeah and a big yeah. hit now the next one certainly an odd choice uh, that he, ebony and ivory now of course at this time though. It yeah. only been what seven years since you know, six seven years since tug of war and yeah well this this is interesting to me because it's like there's no say 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 there's no no, no. more lonely nights which he's never played no uh there's no spies like us your favorite i hate that song. <laughs> like any of these 80s hits of all the 80s hits this is the one he chooses to do yeah um but it's and it's actually kind of a decent version because it hamish is. Hamish does a good job with the sharing the vocals on it. Although two white guys singing <laughs> in ivory is weird. Too. Now to remember uh, though, the, the average white band, everybody said, we didn't know those guys were white because they, had, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he was putting on his average white band voice here. But it, I, I think it's a very spirited version and very like uh, a well-played version. And uh, what do you think to, uh, of the ending there's no fade yeah i like the ending to that it's kind of a dramatic ending yeah instead of you know in the original it fades out there but it's sort of here they're like kind of like riffing and you can, yeah. you can hear hamish really going high and stuff yeah. and singing around and then it goes to the bed that's sort of that first lick again but as a closing so dun, 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 dun. Dun. yeah yeah so it's a unique version of it it's you know so yeah not so bad no actually know? i think it works pretty well it's a nice yeah. duet too yeah now just for the sake of time maybe we'll take the next three let's take groups of three here and see if anything hits you yeah uh, we got married maybe i'm amazed in the long and winding road well, I love We Got Married, and yeah. I like I like that they keep it long and they vamp on it. They jam, yeah. They really jam on it. However, We Got Married, Maybe I'm Amazed, which is 
a sort of a slogging version of Mayday <laughs> Maze to me. It really slow and kind yeah. of dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. It's like maybe just the pace was off that night and then to do long and winding road after that it's like mm. three long songs in a row i feel like it's really dragging and two ballads in a row maybe i'm amazed yeah. and long and winding road yeah odd maybe yeah. it's just it, it was like a, oh i'm gonna be at the piano for these and yep then i'll be uh, then i'll pop back up next three are all next four actually are all beatles songs if you mm-hmm. go by this list here we have Fool on the Hill, Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band, Good Day Sunshine, and Can't Buy Me Love. So now he's really launching into this Beatles set. Yeah. And Fool on the Hill, I, I we didn't, that wasn't yeah. on the recording we listened to, but uh, S- Sergeant Pepper, I really like that. I mean, he's done that in another uh, tour yeah. after this, but I really like this Sergeant Pepper where you take the, f- original sergeant pepper song you take the reprise and you you put them together with a little jam yeah in the middle i think it's perfect for a live show it's unique to a live show i like it so really yes. great and, and uh spirited good day sunshine nice short enough feels like it's keeping it rolling you know mm-hmm. uh, and then you know can't buy me love which has stayed uh yeah uh i think it's a lot of times he plays that like second it's pretty early in the set yeah yeah um nowadays but uh yeah i, I feel like it's a, it's a good it's a decent part of the part of the uh show there well i like what you said about the sergeant pepper mix fusing the two together because there's you can watch a bunch of videos on youtube of performances of that you can see robbie mcintosh and paul doing the you know the kind of guitar duel thing where they're trying to play behind their back and all this this sort of machismo thing but it's you get to hear paul play a lot of guitar which for guitar players like me and you love to see paul play so yeah uh, it's a good jam and they they play it well so i I like that group of songs yeah definitely of all the beatles songs so far that's my favorite that they've played yeah in the set is the sergeant pepper so how about the next three here all right, so we're going to do some acoustic songs here. He pulls out the acoustic guitar. We've got Put It There, Things We Said Today, and Eleanor Rigby. So, uh, yeah. They're, they're, and, and Things We Said Today and Eleanor Rigby are tied together with this sort of like Pink Floyd-esque sort of jam transition. Yes. Which, which I think is very interesting, but weird. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> uh, it must have been some colored lights and you know psychedelic atmosphere going on um yeah this isn't my favorite part of the show and i particularly think eleanor rigby really drags here just kind of a listless kind of version (laughs) of that put it there's all right you know it's it's once again happy to have yeah a a freaking live version of put it there you know it's a good i mean it's a good enough song to merit being played live yeah um so i'm glad we have that and the things we said today that's a probably the first time he played that and you know i'm not sure if that's true but uh uh yeah he well it was not i think it was yeah i don't think he played it uh he didn't play it during the wings tour so 
yeah uh, the beatles played it but yeah this it stands out and it has that uh or that break and that's enough to make you mine you know, that kind of that the, all the new little tricks of playing it that we saw in unplugged were done here yes yeah, yeah. It, it sounds great i think and hamish sounds good on the background vocals on this one yeah uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah and even if the pink floyd s jam doesn't work <laughs> it's interesting to do it's like right. oh let's 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 put a little something here that's yeah. just nobody knows what what's happening for <laughs> half a minute and then oh it's eleanor rigby oh, oh amazing <laughs> you know whereas yeah. everything now is very straight they play the song he stomps around holds up a guitar and <laughs> And then, and then, you know, struts about and then plays the next one. Yeah. You know, or tells the Jimmy story. The something. Jimmy story. Yeah. I think part of the problem with Eleanor Rigby too, that drags it down for me. Now it's a little bit listless, but also the, the strings on the, uh, the, the patches have gotten better through the years. So they sound more realistic yeah. now, but the string sound on Eleanor Rigby is real synthy. Yeah. Um, this version. So Dave, I'm, gonna i'm gonna take a stab here and i'm gonna say one of the one of the next five songs might have been your bathroom break here (laughs) (laughs) well let's go through and see if if you're might be right here uh hey back in the ussr definitely Mm -hmm. not that one Uh, that was a good one and hey at that time there still was a ussr uh, which is also kind of interesting the wall had fallen and starting to crumble by December of 89. So kind of, I wonder if uh, you know, the timing was interesting there, but definitely not a bathroom song. I saw her standing there. No, nope. couldn't nope. be that. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, this one, good song, good song. Uh, you got to use the bathroom at some point. Got, I know, but then My Brave Face, that's pretty brave doing two new songs in a row also yeah 20 flight rock that was it it. that's (laughs) it we found it we found it that was the bathroom my mom went to get a beer and that was when (laughs) i went to the bathroom. yeah (laughs) once again on the on the recording some of the some of the recordings a little that we listened to is a little uh off jumbled up from the the set list so the back in the ussr you know i that's never been one of my favorites but always always a hit in concert always sort of like particularly nowadays with the cool sort of uh art art video that they show and everything yeah, yeah. with the sort of repeating sort of images and stuff i think it's like it, just fine just it's like effective in effective concert. and good i saw her standing there you know peppy and yeah. real and it's i i think there was a a conscious effort to play throughout the beatles catalog so obviously if you're going please please me era era you're either gonna have please please me or this one yeah um and then this one an odd song it is and an odd arrangement of the song and this the spooky open what do you think (laughs) of the spooky opening with the sitar sound not a fan of the spooky opening and (laughs) you hear sitar you're like oh they're gonna do something like you know within you without you yeah. or something like that. nope it's nope. gonna be this one and then what do you think of the harmonica on this one too it's, it's kind of yeah like... <laughs> i like really? the album version a lot more than the live one 
yeah i do like the album version so yeah uh but yeah this one's i mean i, I once again thumbs up at, to at least we have it try it yeah try it out yes. and then they apparently did it you know let's make a different arrangement of this fellas see i like the adventurousness yeah. there uh that that we don't get these days no um and then my brave face great spot for this uh, it really picks up the energy after this one <laughs> you know so that actually works for me then playing two back-to-backers there but 20 flight rock <laughs> no thank you well i got a girl in the record machine she's gone she's talking she's a queen <laughs> yeah <laughs> well think about it in context i guess because we're gonna that's not the lot the only oldie we have yeah but what had just come out oh uh, uh, <laughs> yes exactly so he's so, got to play these oldies i guess so but this is the this is the thing i'm like who wants 20 flight rock over literally anything else <laughs> he would play from his entire catalog yeah so that's my problem i 20 flight rock Play that in your in your uh, pregame your your uh, oh yeah the sound, sound checks for the mm -hmm. super fan sound checks yeah you yeah know, for the people who paid three thousand dollars for the ticket <laughs> um, thumbs down for that for me yeah. but I mean he plays it fine yeah it sounds fine but well, to me things, it's boring and at least things pick up right after that because then you have coming up which a real unique version of that yes too, which he introduces the drummer. And yep. then the drummer plays sort of very much like the drum machine. Yes. Um, and it and really it's more if you're thinking coming up, a lot of people here in America think the one, two, three, four version <laughs> of, from um Glasgow. Glasgow, yeah. We talked on a previous uh but uh yeah. on a previous classic we talked about that version, but uh this is more like the album version, really. Yeah, it is. It's pretty straightforward, actually. For... Yeah. So, well, then the show wraps up. Well, at least the the show proper wraps up with uh, four songs here. It's pretty much what you'd expect, except for one of them. So, Chris, I bet you you didn't expect "Let It Be," right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what? I was like, what? <laughs> you didn't expect no. that. You didn't expect "Live and Let Die." <laughs> yep. No. Or or Hey Jude. Yeah, I hate you. I expected that, but you no, did no. expect. Ain't that a shame? Yeah, that's a that was a way. So he plays "Let It Be," and you know, a real good version, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as as per usual. You you I, can you mess up "Let It Be"? <laughs> no, because the audience is gonna the audience is gonna sing over it anyway. So yeah, so that that he does great at that. And then he starts talking about, you know, I was hanging out with. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> be like, hey, fats. <laughs> and then he starts playing ain't that a shame when, yeah. which actually is probably i mean of uh, definitely of the two oldies is the better oh yeah um yeah. and and at least on piano it sounds fantastic on mm -hmm. piano. so um because that's the connection is as much because that's the connection it's a piano song because you've got four yeah. piano songs in a row so yeah what do you think of that? It's very strict. I feel like he's not that strict now. It's it's like no. there is like places he goes to the piano, but it's not like, well, I'm at the piano now. I guess I gotta play like four or five songs here. No. How it am I gonna like get he... back up to the guitar? Yeah. 
it seems very walk up there and play guitar again (laughs) yeah very choreographed yeah yeah so but they're all you know all they're all songs we've heard many 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 times so yeah they sound great and sung well of course and hey jude he does a lot of the uh, yeah the people the on people the, the left, left side, side now. <laughs> and the people stuff. in the middle i was on um, the right side so you would have heard me singing on the right side yeah oh i was you really thinking that the right side sounded so great yeah it was my mom and i were just yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking as i was watching it, I was like, this is why you go to paul show too it's like yeah these moments oh yeah with the you know the live and let die moment of the explosions yep these sounded death defying these explosions it was very loud (laughs) very loud explosive like you're deaf at that point yeah um and then it didn't sound like it like now you just get explosions through the that 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 section Mm -hmm. you get explosions 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 uh to the point where there's always the gag where i think brian ray maybe collapses to the ground oh yeah yeah from exhaustion or one of the two <laughs> one of the two guitarists that yeah is in the band now um i mean and there that's why you go to a paul show is live and let die and a pretty and good that's it that's the show yeah right we're over bye yeah oh 26 songs pretty good diverse group and then yeah then we're gonna come back oh and... i'm standing there still clapping oh, you're still clapping. They haven't turned the lights off oh that's right okay 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 they haven't turned the lights off dave Oh. maybe he'll come out and play something more well well maybe he will and hey, hey here comes paul he's going to come back yep. and play some oh, more great. so great looks like we're going to get another five songs uh, five song encore so mm-hmm. this time you definitely would expect yesterday yeah. which is what starts it out he doesn't do yesterday anymore right? no which is because a lot of people think it's because of the it's too hard to sing uh, which is mm-hmm. probably a good decision at this point uh and then get back golden slumbers carry that weight in the end so yeah. what do you think about the choice for encore it's good it's i mean it's it's uh, almost almost perfect yeah because uh, it's you know a, a slow one and then uh gets everybody excited again with get get back and and sort of a you know romping kind of riff based thing that that and then and then to you know it's always perfect to go any paul show uh to go out with the greatest closer of any album Mm -hmm. ever your majesty no (laughs) (laughs) golden slummers care that way in the end and yeah he does a little bit of we really love you but not not as annoyingly much as they do now with the we really love you we really love love you. you No, it's, there is just the love you, love you, love you, and then he sticks it in there maybe once, you know. So it's yeah. not as uh, uh, over the top as uh, <laughs> it is now. But uh, uh, another great reason to see a Paul shows. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, do you remember? You have some memories of the. Yeah, I remember when the encore happened because we, my mother, I think she probably thought it was over, and then. Uh... <laughs> I said, no, no, everyone's standing. We're, and we're all standing there yelling. And then the lights, then he comes out and the lights go back on. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think we sat down. I think every, well, we probably sat down in yesterday. You're not, that's not our dance song. Uh, but then starting yeah. from get back, everybody got up and it was all, all fun uh, after that. So yeah, yeah, it really is a great way to 
to close out the show. Uh, so I, I wanted to put together a couple, I put together a couple of figures just looking at the set list. What really surprised me, and maybe he was trying to get away from this, is you can count the number of Wings songs on one hand in this show. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't that long ago from 1989. Yeah, I think maybe he was trying to distance himself. It's funny, he's like, by, by playing Beatles songs and by playing solo songs, I feel like he's trying to distance himself from the idea of Wings mm, a little bit. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I'm not wings anymore. Right. You know. Uh, whereas now I feel like he's embraced, particularly band on the run. There's lots of band on the run in the set now. Mm-hmm. 1985 and Mrs. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt a lot of times and let me roll it a lot yeah. of times. And so maybe it was that of the times he's just kind of like, mm. I want to I want don't want them to think particularly this this is the first time he's playing without wings too right on on tour so I think he's just like let's not play so much wings (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then obviously we've talked about this earlier but for me the most striking thing about this is the amount of new songs from flowers in the dirt and I count we have figure of eight rough ride we got married put it there this one in my brave face yeah, so that's six. Half the album. Yeah, half the album is played. You'd never. I wish he was still doing it. I, I wish he was still doing it. I, I, I just I, every album, every time you tour, you just had an album come out. I'd like to hear half the album because yeah. at least we get the live versions of of those things. And some of these live versions that we've gotten over the years, for instance, on the Amoeba Gig album, there's a House of Wax. Oh which yeah, is just incredible. Yes. Yes. And and it's just like man, I'd like to have you know I, the I've been saying sliding a lot, which I know it's not everybody's favorite McCartney three song, but it's tailor made for this group that he's playing with now. Yep, and uh, it just seems like a stadium song. So I I don't I just it's scratching my head as to the decision to like no we're gonna sideline that stuff and we're gonna play you know even like a mrs vanderbilt or something like that take some of those things out of the set just like this set take some of those wings stuff out of the set put some of this in i know you also want to embrace wings and and there's some wing songs that never get played that people would like to hear i'm sure oh yeah yeah so you know but still, it's yeah, overall, I, I like the set list. Even the oldies, I guess, had their place at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, they I were. Was, I was thinking, why are these oldies? And I, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah. yeah Choba CCCP. That's right. So that's probably why I was right. It was fresh in his mind at that time. Did you get that one on colored vinyl when they. Or, I the, which not. wasn't even the. Wasn't even the f- like full version of it. It was like no. the original kind of version. <laughs> right no i did not get that one yeah missed out. But missed out missed out i know but it was a great show and a great tour and lots of memories and it was the first like i said first time i got to see paul and then i've gone five times and each one has been with somebody i really liked and wanted to knew would appreciate it and 
you twice. So yeah, uh, yep. yeah. So it's 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 a great experience to see. I think the show is better if you see it with somebody you want to be with. So my mother and yeah, it was obviously a big deal at the time. So well, I've talked a little bit. I mean, obviously, I I saw him with you twice, and the other two times I saw him with my uh, now wife. Yes. Which, by the way, today is our anniversary. Yes, I was going to uh, say at um, the end of the show, happy anniversary <laughs> to you. you and Hillary. So it's always, yeah, well, I think you're yeah. right. It's like, get some people you love, go to go to see Paul, yeah. and you'll have a great time. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But it is going to be, and what I've learned, I think, more than anything, from the listening experience to listening to the uh, 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 bootlegged version of this. Now, now the trip to the live fantastic. I don't think is as rough. No, because they, you know, recorded a hundred shows and picked the best, yeah, best, yeah. best ones. But it, the vo- the voice is still kind of rough in places mm-hmm. back then. So it's not so much the the ideal way to hear Paul's music, but the full experience of the show. Now I'm going to, you know, I get some real pushback, particularly from a friend of the show who goes at least on Twitter by Barnabas is saying like, no, like it's a great live. It's fantastic. You know, you got to go. He's like, I can't believe you're not going on this tour, you know, stuff. And well, one thing is he hasn't played anywhere near this go round. Nope. Uh, So, yeah, I think if you got the chance still to go see him and it is the waning years yeah. one of the questions in the last episode was what are they going to do you know we're we've got two 80 year old and they're still out there doing it won't uh, be forever won't be forever yeah. so you know what's going to happen afterwards you're not going to have the chance so yeah well in the meantime we've got tons of shows that we can go back to and enjoy and yeah uh, it, it was fun going back into the memory whole yeah. for this show and for reminding ourselves about the 89 tour so how about paul's camp how about you give us a tripping live fantastic on colored vinyl or whatever whatever color vinyl you want to <laughs> put it on because you can't really i mean you can get a on yeah. colored vinyl but you're gonna pay out the wazoo for it and if you can't do that, at least give us Tripping Live Fantastic highlights. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we'll leave it there. <laughs> so, yes, you, uh, thanks for listening as always and for following us on our YouTube page as well as our Facebook and Twitter and email. Yes, and the YouTube uh, song album career. Go If you haven't given us a chance there, go give us a chance give us a listen we got a positive and some negative feedback <laughs> on, the, on on our latest episode about the song woodstock uh but we've got several songs several albums and hopefully we'll have more of that content uh it's a sort of a quicker quicker yeah. maybe a little bit shorter uh sure because they're pretty pretty lengthy episodes uh but uh give us a give us a like give us a follow on that Give us an, a review on uh, Apple for this show, if you like our show here, because that always helps us out, helps people find the show. 
and uh, you can follow me at chris d bragg i post the song of the night every night and feel free to tweet at me and argue with me <laughs> about anything i i, I uh, appreciate the all of the all of the back and forth with fans because it's a good time definitely definitely yeah. so well good thanks again for listening and we'll be back at you soon with a new episode